welcome to Grace in the Shadows with Dr. Jonathan Beeler and Dr. Marla Beeler. Today we want to talk to you a little bit about marriage. Marla, would you like to uh, expound on that? Yes, I sure would. We are starting this podcast. Um, for the first few episodes, we're going to tell a little bit about our marriage story, and then we'll start taking talking about different issues and such. So... Sounds good. Well, let's, when, where do you want to start today? Well, how about um, where we met and uh, go from there? Sounds like a winner. Well, 1998, we were married. Uh, 19, it was uh, in 1996, I entered seminary, had a calling to ministry at Southern Baptist Theological Seminary in Louisville, Kentucky. And, you know, a seminary is kind of a lonely place. Some people call it cemetery because it's so dry. And, uh, but went there and, uh, you know, it was a snowy winter and, uh, we, we, we had our first date, right? Yes. You had left out some things though. I did. Yeah. Oh, no. Well, I went to Southern Seminary. I had decided that I was never going to get married and I was going to go be a missionary somewhere. And so not interested in looking for anybody for dating, but, you know, life sometimes happens. So uh, we uh, sang in the choir and I was in the singles group. And one Sunday morning, I noticed somebody tapping me from behind and he started talking to me and his name was Jonathan. Who's he? I don't know. <laughs> and during, uh, so we kind of talked and we kept running into each other at seminary. It was really strange. And the fact that we kept running into each other and we had a huge snowstorm, like you alluded to, and everybody was kind of snowed in. There was like 12 inches of snow yeah. in Louisville and you called me up. Do you remember that? I called you up. And what did I say? You said something about, oh, I don't think they wear shoes in Alabama. Is that true? Ha, ha, ha. Yeah, I think I did say that. That's you were funny. rather corny, yeah. but yeah. we talked for about an hour. Talked about an hour. Yeah. yeah. And you? Asked you on a date? Yes. So we went to a Chinese place, and uh, then we went and saw Titanic. Yes. And you brought me home. And I had prayed that if you were somebody that I needed to be interested in, that you would suggest that we pray together. And that is what you did. And I did, yeah. Yes, we prayed together. And then I had to go to work the next day. And it was, my car was totally snowed in. And so you told me, you know, being the gentleman that you were, that you would dig my car out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I and I forget his name, but uh, yeah, he never. He I thought it was that. Will. Yeah. Will? Okay. Was it? Maybe. I don't know. No, it wasn't Will. But anyway, he never came, but you dug my car out with your bare hands. I did. You sure did? Yeah. And my man. You were. And uh, we got to know each other, and. Uh, much to the surprise of our friends and our families, uh, we became engaged in two weeks. Wow. And yeah, <laughs> you're at a surprise. And we were married in four months. And was it four or three? Well, it was four. I think it was four. Yeah. yeah so we got married uh, July 
1998, and we're coming up on 24 years. Wow. Yeah. Um, now, things were not always easy. They weren't? No, they weren't. Um, we were a little older in life getting married. I mean, not massively old, but uh, I was 28 and you were 27. I'm the older woman. Not much of a cougar, though. It's not that much. No, no, no. Um, but And so we kind of were set in our ways. Um, so it was a bit of a challenge at first. And on our honeymoon, the day we came back, we had to go to the hospital. Do you remember that? We had to go to the hospital. Yeah. yeah. Some chest pains, right? Yeah. You um, suffer with, have suffered for quite a while with anxiety and you had an anxiety attack, but we weren't, didn't realize it was an anxiety attack and, um, thought you were having a heart attack. So the day we came back, we went to the hospital and, uh, found out that it was anxiety. Right. Right. Yeah. And, uh, that was very, uh, one of many. Yeah, one of many. Um, it actually began a road where you kind of had some some issues as far as um, you had panic attacks when driving. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes had a difficulty working, things like that. Leaving the house. Yeah, leaving the house, and that it, it was a struggle there for a while. Um, you know, we were happy. We're still happy, of course. And, um, there were times that it was a struggle and didn't always feel that we could talk to other people about what was going on just because of stigma. I mean, if people know that you're having anxiety attacks or mm. issues like that, um, sometimes people look at you differently. So we felt a lot alone. alone. And you know, you can, you can say in church is, you can say, yeah, uh, Aunt, Aunt, Aunt uh, May has uh, cancer. Mm-hmm. Ooh, we'll pray for you. Mm-hmm. Or so-and-so, you know, uh, has arthritis or back problems. But if you say, yeah, uh, such and such, I'm having anxiety, people look at you like you are uh, got three eyes. And they act like you don't have enough faith in God. Yeah, yeah, sure. you know? that's true. And so we... we uh didn't really tell a lot of people what was going on. We did move around. Jonathan was a pastor in the ministry. We're not going to really go into a lot of those things, but we did move around. Um, ended up having our daughter, um, Mary Grace. We had her in 2000, so t- after we had been married two years. And then we had our son, uh, Gabriel, in 2002. And your anxiety, unfortunately, got worse. It did. And, you know, the thing is, is I was on a medication prescribed by my doctor, uh, clonazepam, or that's the generic form of clonopin, uh, benzodiazepine. And uh, I was prescribed that when I was like 13 years old and uh, for, for some anxiety. And it worked great for a while, but uh, it seemed like I kept having to go higher and higher on it. Right. And it would help, but then I would it would come back in a fury, and uh, and then my anxiety and panic was even worse. Yeah, it got to the point where one doctor told you that if you were in an automobile accident or something like that, that you would actually possibly be charged with a DUI because of the level of mm-hmm. uh, clonopin that you were on, and that was pretty scary. Um, and I, I know during that time, um, now we, we've always had a strong marriage. We've always stood next to each other, but during that time I did feel alone because you 
like a single mom almost, you were sleeping like most of the time mm-hmm. um, just because of the high level of the clumping. And when you were awake, it was like you had a constant panic in your eyes. And it, it just, it was a very tough situation. Um, and it just kept getting worse. Um, but, you know, I went to heart doctors. I went to the hospitals. And uh, finally, there was a doctor uh, that uh, said, you know, you're having, you're dependent upon this medicine. Mm-hmm. And really, I can't go any higher on it. Or, or I, I could just not wake up. Right. And and you had had a doctor tell you that you were basically crazy. You needed to get yourself together. Um, mm-hmm. And that was hard. So it took us a while to find that doctor that told you that. So that kind of started us on an interesting journey for the next three years. Um, Our kids were like three and five or four and six, something like that. Um, And what did the doctor suggest that you do? He suggested that I come off the medicine. And he said it's going to be super difficult. Mm -hmm. It may even take years for you to actually get back to where I'm living life. Right. And it did. Uh, you know, even though he was basically the only doctor that saw it for what it was, mm-hmm. he took me off way too fast. Oh, way. Yes. I mean, I was having extreme high blood pressure. I was having mm-hmm. withdrawal symptoms that, uh, uh, digestive issues, uh, feeling like I was walking on a boat, agoraphobia, mm-hmm. um, chest pain, palpitation, uh, intense paranoia, anger, irritability, insomnia. Uh, it was like, uh, it's even a little bit of, of tremors, like mm-hmm. from, from coming off. And what people don't realize, these medicines, similar to alcohol, mm-hmm. it is very dangerous. It works on GABA receptors, which if you come off too fast, yeah, you can, you can die from it. It was a really scary time. Um, I was teaching at the time. Uh, you were working a part-time job when you could. Um, a lot of times you couldn't work and it was hard. And I was also um, adjuncting a couple different uh, colleges just for us to stay afloat because things were things were just really tough. Um, and another, this was another time where we really couldn't reach out. There was only a small circle of people mm-hmm. that knew what was happening and what was going on. And unfortunately, um, at the time where I was teaching, my boss was not the most uh, kind and compassionate person at the time. They um, actually kind of tried to put me on a a plan and tried to get rid of me just basically for the issues that I was having. And I'm like, look, I'm going to support my family. That's another story. Anyway, with that, God ended up intervening and I was able to keep my job and, and God just did miraculous things through that. So I'm, I'm that's, I'm not going to go down a rabbit hole, but it, life was really, really stressful. And I was scared at times that, you know, you might not wake up. And I was also scared sometimes because you were in such a dark, place. Mm -hmm. I knew that you were not going to kill yourself or anything like that, but you just were in such a dark place because of the withdrawal and everything that I was scared sometimes. Um, It was a horrific, I wouldn't wish it on on Satan. Well, maybe Satan. Well, yeah. Maybe Satan. But But not anybody else. I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. It was that bad, that dark. Right. The depression, I mean, I had everything that you could imagine. And doctors, for the most part, 
medical doctors do not understand no. the withdrawal and the seriousness of it. Uh, right. you know, they'll tell you, you come off this uh, in a week or two, and then you'll be back to normal. No, it 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 it, it often takes months to years. Yeah, and even though that doctor was had started you on that path. He wasn't always there when you yeah. needed him. So we were really, really alone. A lot of prayer, a lot of prayer um, with each other mm-hmm. separately. Um, I tried to keep things normal for the kids as much as possible. Um, <clears throat> that was that was hard at times. Um, but it, and it was a very dark. It was about three years that, that it took. About three years. Yeah. And I remember... Praying to God like there was no tomorrow. Right. Because I didn't think there was sometimes. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes I didn't hear God. Right. Uh, I didn't feel God. Definitely I didn't feel God. And my faith lacked. Yeah. But I remember, you know, really, really seeking his face. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think today I, I, sense, I feel that. I know that more, the growth through that. Um, but uh, But then I didn't. And I know myself, I didn't always handle things as well as I could. Sometimes I got really angry with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes I didn't treat you in the kind way that I should have because I was just so frustrated with basically the medicine, not with you. I was frustrated with the withdrawal process. And I know that I didn't always handle things the way I needed to. Um, but God was still gracious and our marriage ended up getting stronger. I had some people that were like, well, why don't you just leave? And I'm like, no, because if this was me, Jonathan would be there. Right. I mean, we're a team. When we got married, it was for better or for worse. And we were at one marriage ceremony one time and and the pastor was kind of like, oh, well, hopefully you'll stay together. And we would look to each other like, what? We knew that we were in this for the thick and the thin and we were going to stand by each other. And I mean, there were days when I wanted to walk out, but then I would say, no, I married you and committed to Mm -hmm. you and we're going to do this together. And you eventually thank God after some setbacks, because when you're going through withdrawal, sometimes you have to go back on the medicine a little higher and then start going off of it again. Mm-hmm. And um, if you want more information about this, you can always check out um, our YouTube channel. You can look at Jonathan Beeler's testimony and see a little bit more about the withdrawal process um, and the things he went through. But um, after three years, it was like you were a new person, a better person. Not that you were awful before, because you weren't. But it was a new, and, and our marriage was even stronger because of it. And it was so cool seeing you be transformed to the fact where you could study and comprehend what you were studying. And we went on vacations together with the kids when we never could before. Or if we did, yeah, it was very anxiety. Yeah, you went to, yes. And before you were basically housebound and couldn't get out of the house. And basically I did a lot of things by myself with the kids because you just couldn't leave the house because of withdrawal. And financially, you know, mm-hmm. we were, I inherited money from my parents when yeah. they passed. And, uh, we had to spend it all because I couldn't work. Yeah. It was a struggle. It was, it was, a. but you know, God has been faithful. Yes. And, you know, he has been good and I give, we give him the glory 
Right. Uh, and, uh, you know, it, things have, God is, is in the midst of the storm with you. Right. You think of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, uh, in the fire. Well, you know, there is a fourth one in the fire, right? Absolutely. Uh, in Jesus. Absolutely. And we just wanted to share a story with you to let you know. And sometimes, you know, you look at people, you think, oh, they've really got it together. And oh, look at their life. And, you know, you don't know what's going on inside a person's home, truly. You know, and, and a lot of people, when we told them after we had come through to the other side, they're like, oh, my goodness, I didn't know that you were going through this. Um, we just really clung to God and clung to each other. So if you're facing an issue in your marriage today, uh, first of all, make sure that you know Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. Mm -hmm. That's the first thing you need to do. Then think back to your vows and think back to um, what you said before God and how you're committed to each other. And realize that God is going to be there with you through the entire situation. So if you're struggling, if you have a spouse that's going through difficulty, whatever it is, uh, reach out to God, pray together. We prayed together so much. We would get on our faces. We would read the Bible together, pray together, commit to each other every day. Say you're going to be there for each other through the thick and thin, and then do it because that's what you need. To do. And today, I mean, yeah, do I have a little bit of anxiety, a little bit, but nothing like it was. And uh, mm -hmm. most of it was medicine. Yes. And uh, now we're able to help others mm -hmm. and uh, minister to others because we've been there. Yes. And done that, and uh, God's given us wisdom, and you know, uh, He's blessed us more than we could ever ever imagine. Absolutely. Thanks for tuning in today to Grace in the Shadows, and we will be sharing more about ourselves and other marriage topics, and um, thanks for coming. Yes, thank you.